ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is your host, Jared Prugar, and I thank you, as always, for tuning in this week. So let's talk coaching staff once again. Uh, this week, Ty Hal was introduced to the world through his press conference with the media earlier this week. And the, what I'm taking away from that is this is a guy that you're not going to miss very much from Tyler Bowen to Hal. Um, Tyler Bowen was very good at what he did. He was a great recruiter, great position coach. He's helped produce um, numerous guys, uh, helped recruit a lot of guys to get to Penn State um, in the DMV area um, and things like that. But he was a relationships guy, much like Ty Howell is. Um, Howell was fortunate enough to be one of the few Penn Staters that played for not only Joe Paterno, but also Bill O'Brien. So he's seen Penn State in a in a bunch of different lights he's seen him he's seen it as a student athlete he's seen it as a football player going through a dark and dismal time and he's seen it as a leader helping get a team through those through those issues and that gives him incredible perspective when it comes to talking to prospective student athletes with the Nittany Lions so he's seen Penn State like I said in, in multiple different areas both good and bad his team it will forever be remembered for staying. And he is a captain on that 2013 team, you know, is a guy that that's done it. He's, he's been there as an athlete. And when you're selling your university and things of that nature to, to prospective student athletes, that's huge. And knowing a guy that's gone out and done it, what it's like to run out in front of 107,000 fans at Beaver stadium on a Saturday night, um, in October or November, uh, what it's like to wear the uh, the blue and white, the the basic shoes, the the basic uniform, uh, where the throwback is just throwing some stripes here or there on the uniform, and that is huge. And he's already gotten to know these guys as an offensive analyst. Now, obviously, he wasn't on the field coaching in games and, and things like that, but he was assisting head co- or the assistant coaches in their position groups. And one of the groups he helped out most with was was Bowen's tight end. So he's already got that rapport with these guys, and I think that's huge. That's why I, I don't think that you've seen any other um, tight ends leave based on on the way things have gone, other than Zach Kuntz. And and that I think is to be expected. Like we like we've talked about before, he was just he was just passed on the depth chart, and when that happens, obviously you're not in a great place. So now he's obviously heading to. Uh, maybe greener pastures, uh, who knows. But you have Theo Johnson and, and Brenton Strange, and, and that's a good nucleus to start from. But for for how he's come in and built relationships with those guys both on the field and off the field. Uh, and that's huge because in the game of college football, the way that it is now, it is very much relationship-based. It's not you know, one of those situations where you're dealing with these guys for th- for a year and then they're gone. These guys are supposed to be there two, three, four, f- possibly five years. You have to build that rapport, that relationship, because the way that student athletes are now, if you don't have that relationship, they're not going to perform for you. You have to get to know them on a personal level, and you can't treat them as an item, because when you do that, you're, what are your intentions? And the way that the sporting world and, and the way that student athletes are now, you have to let those intentions be known. As a coach, it, it's tough. Because now these guys are so dominated and have so many different voices in their ears each and every day that you have to you have to be one of those calming voices. You have to be able to 
to build them up when they're down. Um, and there are so many opportunities for them to be down between social media, between school, between anything outside of the football field. A bad workout, a bad practice, a bad rep. So you have to be able to have that relationship with them to build them up and get them to where you want to go. Because when you have that relationship with them, they're going to want to perform for you. They're going to want to get to know you and get to know you on that personal level. It's not it's not like it was 20, 25 years ago where, all right, well, this is how it is. And, and this is going to be our relationship where player coach. No, now you have to kind of look at it from a respect point of view. If they know you and they respect you as a human being, they're going to respect you as a, as a, ho- as a coach. And when you get that, and when you get that buy-in, that is, uh, it's huge uh, moving forward. And I think Hal's going to have no problems with that. Um, he's been able to be out on the recruiting trail, looking at prospective athletes, uh, prospective recruits. He's going to take over Bowen's area, um, and then as well as the national search for tight ends as well. But that moving forward I, is is huge too because as part of his position with as an offensive analyst he is helping in recruiting he's learning all the processes uh at recruiting because when when you look at his career he was at western illinois prior to um prior to coming to penn state as an analyst and as an offensive coordinator there and an offensive line coach there uh it's to recruit at western illinois is much different than recruiting at penn state um there's no ifs ands or buts about that and while he was at uh, Western Illinois, he he's actually been able to he he was playing for one of his former co- or coaching for one of his former coaches in Charlie Fisher, uh, who was a quarterbacks coach at Penn State under Bill O'Brien, who uh, Hal also played for. So you know you look at some of the guys that Hal's been able to learn under Bowen is is one of those guys who who Hal considers also uh, not only a mentor but also a close friend, but also Bill O'Brien. And Charlie Fisher, and when you look at the grand scheme of things, that it, it's kind of crazy now because you look at the coaching staff and you look at Terry Smith and how he's uh, been at Penn State for and now I, I think eight seasons uh, as a coach, and it's been decades since he played in the blue and white. Now you have a guy in Howell that's played there quickly, it, it, not necessarily quickly, but but sooner rather than you know pre pre everything else. So that's huge too because now this is a guy that's that's seen college football close in person. He's only thirty, uh, which is young for a position coach of this nature. Uh, but that's that's huge moving forward because this is a guy that I think has the potential to be an offensive coordinator and head coach someday. Um, does he want to leave Penn State? I don't know. I I mean he's he's going to be in there for the long haul. I don't think this is a guy that you're going to have to be worrying about Ohio State poaching him um, unless it's an opportunity that he just couldn't pass up. And I would imagine that that's not going to be something that happens. So I think Hal is obviously going to be dedicated not only to James Franklin, but also to this university. And I think that's huge, too, because like like Terry Smith, he's in it for the right. He's in it for the reasons that, that you would expect a coach to be in. He's in it for the university. He's in it for the program. He's not out for the wins. He's not out for the accolades. He's And he said this himself. He's out to build the men, build men, not necessarily. Listen those of you that have participated in sports, the wins and the losses and, and everything kind of all run together at, at certain points. Yeah. Sometimes you, you remember certain games, certain performances more than you would, you know, certain other ones, um, you know, I putting it in, in perspective, but 
it's the memories that you make with those teammates, with the coaching staffs, with, with your friends and family that you remember the most um, going forward. And when you have good memories and good, good relationships with people like that, then, then it's um, a good start, especially as you, as you build um, your rapport with your players. And what I think is great for, for Hal is, according to him, he has spoken with a lot of these parents, well, a lot of the parents of the players that he's coaching, so that they understand his intentions and what he's trying to do as well. And, and once you have the parents on board, I think that's huge too, because parents control much of anything anymore. Uh, they're they're pseudo agents when it comes to the child their child's play, so getting them on board and getting the players on board speaks volumes to what how is going to be able to do and, and get these guys uh, in position to do when the season starts. And I think that in itself has left Hal off to a good start. And now, uh, in coming back in, ne- in the next segment, we're going to talk about the next new coach that needs to get off to a, a good start at Penn State, and Anthony Poindexter. And we'll be right back here after a few words. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to the We Are podcast on DK Sports Radio. We talked about Ty Howell in the first segment and he's a guy that's coming back to his alma mater um in hopes to have success as a position coach and and work his way up the ladder at at Penn State. Now let's talk about another guy that James Franklin has hired over the course of the last week and Anthony Poindexter. Anthony Poindexter comes to Penn State by way of Purdue where he was the co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach um with the Boilermakers who and now he's going to be taking over that position, which was vacated when Tim Banks went to um, Tennessee. So Poindexter is a college football Hall of Famer. He had an illustrious career at the University of Virginia um, where he was a safety work that was compared to Ronnie Lott. So the the accolades as a player are there. He, moved, he went on to play in the NFL for three seasons, um, but spent a majority of it hurt. Because of an injury he sustained when he was with the Cavaliers, where he tore his ACL and was forced to miss quite a bit of time. He was a member of the Ravens Super Bowl winning team in the early 2000s. Um, and and this is a guy that, that, you know, on paper looks great when it comes to what he was able to do as a player. Now, after his NFL playing career was over, he returned to the University of Virginia as a graduate assistant, started on the offensive side of the football, running backs coach, and then transitioned into the safeties coach, um, as well as a special teams uh, assistant special teams coach, and eventually um, special teams coordinator, as well as safeties coach uh, at the University of Virginia. Now, we talked about how Ty Howell is loyal to his program, and and Poindexter was the same when it came to Virginia, but he did end up leaving for a better position as the defensive coordinator at the University of Connecticut, where he spent a couple years as well, um, before ultimately going to Purdue to be the co-defensive coordinator and safeties coach. So this is a guy that, you know, he's no he's no stranger to to this area, uh, to the Northeast, to, to Pennsylvania, being a guy that, that hails from Virginia. Um, and it spent his, his college playing there. So obviously he's not familiar necessarily with Pennsylvania entirely, but he knows the Penn State program. He knows the history behind the program and tradition that he's coming into um, and to deal with as safeties coach and, and co-defensive coordinator. 
Now, he's he's done a great job at developing guys. And like I said, it, it, one of the comparisons to Poindexter when he was a player was Ronnie Lott. And Ronnie Lott was a hard-nosed, blue-collar safety who you knew was going to hit you if he got the opportunity to. So they're getting back to the situation where, where um, back to when Marcus Allen and guys like that played at Penn State just a few years ago where they – where the safeties are more or less better in run support than they would be in coverage. Um, and, and they're going to hit you. They're going to hit you hard, and they're going to play hard-nosed football. And that's what Poindexter has been able to get out of most of his players uh, throughout his career. And that, I think, speaks volumes of the guy that he is and the character that he's able to coach and get out of um, his players. And when you're able to get guys to, to kind of emulate your style and you're, you're comfortable with co- coaching them and teaching them, I think that's an excellent opportunity moving forward for the Penn State secondary and Penn State safeties um, especially. Right now you look at the depth chart and you look at Jonathan Sutherland and you look at Jaquan Brisker, who is a pro football focus, first team All-American this year. Um, so there's some experience coming back. You obviously lose Lamont Wade and, and that sort of thing. But it's an excellent opportunity for Poindexter to come in and, and deal with some of these fresh faces and, and see which guys um, can come on the field and make an impact. And if you can get to the point where they're playing just like that and they're playing that blue-collar style of football where they are hard-nosed, uh, physical safeties, I think that's going to be huge because obviously, you know, you look at the defensive line, and we talked about this a, a few times and how inexperienced they will be up front this year. So you're going to need that back-end support to help offset those issues. So when you're able to – when you look at it and you're playing your your defense and your scheme and you're – having some success in the back end and coverages, you're giving your offense or your defensive line more time to get to the quarterback and get into the backfield uh, when that coverage is great. And that's something that Penn State just was not able to to get accomplished last year. And there are a lot of coverage mismatches too and misassignments. Um, and that's a lot of that is, is player error. A lot of that is communication error, breakdown between both coaching staff and the team. But for all intents and purposes, it seems as though Poindexter is, is going to be a guy that can not only recruit, but also coach and develop at the safety position. And that's something that, that you know, the Nittany Lions are really, really looking to. And I, and I think at the end of the day, he's got the experience. He's, he's been a defensive coordinator before. Um, the co-defensive coordinator, you can say what you will about that. And, and other than last season, I think it, 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 it's just one of those deals where it, – it's more of a farce than anything because you have a typical Brent Pry defense, and that just wasn't the, the typical defense. You lose uh, Micah Parsons, you lose guys like that, and and even Jason Owe, who was hurt towards the end of the season, you lose those guys, and and you're obviously not going to repeat what you've done in years past. So you have to change things up, and and it is what it is. But that's one of those situations where. Now you just got to go out and play the game, and you'll have a full off season. I think is huge. Poindexter's already on campus. He's already started practices this week with the Nittany Lions, and getting a guy to come in that early and and get to that point, I think, is huge. And getting him on campus, getting involved, and learning the processes, much like Hal did. Now Hal has the benefit of the doubt because he was or the benefit of being with the program last season. Um, albeit in a different capacity. So Poindexter is coming in new to this, so he's going to be able to get these guys um, and see these guys in in winter workouts and see how they're going. And I think that's huge for him. I think that's huge uh, moving forward for the Nittany Lions as well because 
guess what? Now they're, they've got the opportunity to, to get these guys up to speed right before the start of spring practices, which I think are slated to begin March 15th. Um, so it's going to be an excellent opportunity uh, for the Nittany Lions to, to continue to grow on this staff. Now, this is, we're reaching the point last year, or this point this year, um, that at this point last year, things started to shut down. So if we can get through the next few weeks and get to spring practice and get to continuing to grow and, and continuing to develop for the Nittany Lions, I think that's going to be huge moving forward. You're going to get something that you didn't get last year, and that's a full off season to learn under this coaching staff. Now, last year, there was quite a bit of turnover. You had the new offensive coordinator in Shiraka. You had the new defensive line coach uh, in John Scott Jr., new offensive line coach in, in Phil Troutwine, and you had the new wide receivers coach in Taylor Stubblefield. Now, you've got a new offensive coordinator in Yersich. You've got a new tight ends coach in Ty Howell, and now you've got a new safeties coach in Poindexter. So you're getting those guys and getting a full offseason with them in addition to a full offseason with guys like Scott and Troutwine and Stubblefield, that's going to be huge for the development uh, moving forward. And that's something that I think Penn State lacked last year. Um, we talked, we've talked about uh, how we feel about Sean Clifford and uh, in, in his performance potentially this year. But he didn't have that one-on-one time with, with Shiraka until the middle of the summer. So you miss all that time, and you miss that development time with these guys, and that's huge. Um, you look at the offensive line position, uh, a position dedicated um, to technique and predicated on on learning the t- right technique and form. And every offensive line coach is different, from Troutwine um, to Lime Grover to to whoever. Everything is different when it comes to stuff like that. And and now you get a full off season where you're not just watching film. You're just wa- you're you're out there interacting with these coaches, building those relationships. And I think that's huge for Penn State moving forward. And I think that's going to be ultimately what pushes them from a four and five team to a 10 and two to a, a 11 and three team uh, w- with an opportunity uh, to have some success at the national level this year, because they do have quite a difficult schedule. You look at the big 10 schedule and, and you look at, especially when it's conference only, how big of a difference that makes, because you don't have that opportunity to go out and build confidence and, and see what works against other teams like an Akron, like a Kent state, like you would typically. Um, now Penn state has Auburn coming to town next year and they're under a new staff, but that's an sec team coming to Beaver stadium and they're playing a, a, a much more competitive schedule when it comes to things like that. So you get to see early what you've got, and I think that's the an excellent opportunity to see Penn State get challenged moving forward. But the biggest thing is they get a full offseason, hopefully, of of development and growth underneath under their coaches, both new and old. And I think that's going to ultimately be the difference moving forward for Penn State as they gear up for the 2021 uh, football season. But as always, I hope you have an a safe and healthy week. I wish you all the best. Thank you for listening to the We Are podcast on DK Sports Radio. This has been your host, Jared Prugar. Enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy life.